Star Trek, our favorite frontier. These are the podcasts of Aaron and Polly, their ongoing mission to explore all things Trek, to seek out cool things and pick them apart, to boldly complain as no one's complained before. And this is Paul. And welcome back to week four of uh, our 23-week excursion through all new Star Trek. And you know, Paul, you know, those of us who are subscribers to CBS All Access, we're the ones who get to enjoy new Trek. But if you're not a subscriber to CBS All Access, you'll get the opportunity to watch uh, season one of Discovery on broadcast television right there on the CBS. I'm going to assume. So, yeah, on on CBS uh, on September 24th, they will start broadcasting the first season of Star Trek Discovery. And a couple of thoughts come to mind. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. One, it's a good advertising agent for Discovery Season 3, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's been three years since Discovery Season 1 started. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's been a little while. It's frustra- frustrating as someone who literally just paid the additional <laughs> fee <laughs> um, for CBS All Access to have a commercial free just to have the content available for free. Um, on, I mean, literally for free. You don't have to pay for CBS at all. Um, but two, I, I would assume because it's CBS and not Paramount Network, uh-huh. um, we'll still see some. We'll see some pretty significant editing. We won't oh, yeah. have double cling on penis. We won't have yeah. double cling on boobs. We won't have the f word. Yeah, no, it'll absolutely get get cut pretty uh, liberally. Would be my guess. But you know, I get why they're doing it. You know, with COVID nineteen and the pandemic still having a lot of production locked down, there's going to be very little new television uh, this fall. And yeah, but put the Twilight Zone on there. No one cares about that one. <laughs> well, I think that's the point. They <laughs> want to put crap. some. They want to put something good on. Um, and you know this. This I think this serves a couple of purposes. One, it, it lets them fill ten weeks worth of television, right? Um, but they also they get to start towards the end of it, pimping perhaps the new rebranded CBS All Access, you know, which we assume will be some sort of, you know, CBS Viacom, Paramount Viacom thing. Uh, I, I think this is a, a, uh, a foot in the door with uh, some, some of the people who have not yet opted in. And there's, you know, let's be honest, there's a lot more people who are not participating in CBS All Access than there, than there are, right? That's true. Uh, and I do think that, um, you know, I don't know the exact timing of it, but, um, you know, Discovery Season 3, based on the fact that we have six more weeks of Lower Decks, right? Discovery Season 3 should launch right around that same time on CBS All Access. Yeah, it's in October. Uh, it's like the first week or second week of October when uh, uh, Season 3 Discovery starts. Because, yeah. you know, we've got six more weeks of uh, Lower Decks. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's I think it could work in their favor and, you know, and to, to just, you know, hey, look, there's there's this content over here. And, you know, there is some new fresh content coming to CBS All Access that's not Star Trek related. What? Do we yeah. care? <laughs> well, you know, as if the world needed another The Stand miniseries. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming December 17th, so just in time for Christmas, for you and the you and the Kidnicks to gather around yeah. the TV and watch yourself some Stephen King end of the world. You know, because what you want to watch on TV right now is about a virus ending the world. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Yeah. yeah, should be. Well, you know, I mean, it's got a good cast. I, I it, It's got the whoopee. Star Trek adjacent, it's got whoopee in it. It does, right? It does, yeah. I, I will say I'm not the biggest fan of The Stand. Um, I feel it's a bit bloated. Uh-huh. But, I, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I, 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 will our, I think our 23 weeks of Trek, uh, will they still be going around then? Yeah, yeah we're they'll still, probably we're still, still be, going. be going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we still have some time. <laughs> Why, were you thinking we'd become a The Stand podcast? Oh, God, no. The Stand with Aaron and Polly. I mean, if we didn't turn into a Yellowstone podcast, I'm pretty sure we're not going to turn into a stand podcast. No, it's not. It's not a stand. It's the stand. The stand. Yeah. Uh, the stand. It's not podcast. Stephen King's a stand. <laughs> I'm a stand. <laughs> it's Stephen yeah. King's the stand. With Aaron and Polly. With Aaron and Polly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when no, you throw that good. Aaron and Polly on there, it makes everything better. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it makes it a little harder to find in your search engine, but. <laughs> 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 Star Trek with Aaron 1A. Yeah, that's right. Let's make this as difficult as we can. <laughs> we should really just call this Star Trek podcast. I guarantee there's no other Star Trek podcast out there called Star Trek podcast. Or just generic Star Trek podcast. <laughs> generic Star Trek podcast. <laughs> Season four, next year, next year. When we have our big rebranding. Yeah, exactly. Well, Paul, did you uh, did you watch yourself some... Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1, Episode 4, Moist Vessel. I did. I did. And now, at any point, were you creeped out by the title of the show? You know, only when I noticed that was the title of the show, because they didn't <laughs> really say that at any point, did they? No, no. But I, at least it, I, it never it never hit my ears. But uh, I got to tell you, every time I looked at the title card, I grossed out a little bit. It's moist. <laughs> it's moist. You just say, we're going to do this whole ASMR episode. I was about to say, you, you, you're going to do this whole ASMR thing. <laughs> ASMR generic Star Trek podcast. With Aaron and Polly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did watch the Moist Vessel, uh-huh. or a Moist Vessel. Is it, It's just Moist Vessel. <laughs> it's there's, Stephen there's... King's The Moist Vessel, <laughs> which King somehow King. made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, you know, this episode was not quite the uh, tour de force that episode three was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I think the show is definitely getting better, and it, perhaps it's just that I'm getting to know the characters, I'm getting to accept their personalities and know who they are. And like I mentioned last week, what I'm enjoying is they are for a show called Lower Decks. They sure changed course and focused on the bridge crew. Yeah, the bridge crew is factoring in a lot more than I expected them to based on the premise for the show. 
I mean, like, it's the, we're still the first officer are pretty much main characters. Yeah, well, and I mean, we we still see almost everything through the eyes of the lower deckers. But yeah, you're right. We're seeing we're getting a lot more Captain XO time than than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. You know, so this week's episode has uh, you know the Ceratos on a mission to escort a uh, a living starship, right? Uh, to you know wherever they're going, um, and the starship they say early on that it has the ability to create organic compounds on and from inorganic compounds. So you could you could you know um, you know shoot it, shoot your concrete wall with this stuff, and you know living stuff grows out of it. So obviously nothing's going to go awry here. Uh, meanwhile, the captain is not real wild about uh, Mariner, who you know is you know is constantly being disrespectful all the time. Uh, for instance, the, the, we're getting the mission briefing, and she continues to just yawn throughout it. Um, and so you know, she's like, "God, you know, maybe I should just give her all the worst jobs on the ship." So you know, cleaning out the uh, waste receptacles in the holodeck, which God, the you know, beep that. receptacles. <laughs> she's got to clean out the beep jugs of all the beep. That is uh, awful nasty. Yeah, that is awful nasty. And what's funny is, you know, they bleep it, and so you assume it's the sh word. The sh word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shite. Uh huh. Yeah, that's not it what I assumed not. it was. Yeah, that's not what I assumed it was. <laughs> it's all that you know, fucking it, that's going on in the holiday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because you just uh, you know, it's a cartoon. You can't read lips. Uh huh. But in the next scene, they they very much clarify what they were, what yeah. happens in the holodeck. Yeah, people do that in there all the time. That's in fact, that's almost all they do in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, so, you know, she gets the, the crap jobs, you know, uh, and the, the thing about Mariner is that she uh, she doesn't have a problem doing that stuff, right? She, she you know, she is uh, happy to do the crap jobs. She can, she can turn those things into, into positives, and that frustrates the captain, and so she's like, oh, I get it. Here's what I need to do. I need to promote her. And so she promotes her to lieutenant onto the, you know, command team. And just works her to death, which I was I was fairly amused by on how she just you know she she gets the the nice gold uniform she gets the much lo- she gets quarters because you know she's sleeping on a bunk in the hallway right now uh, you know she gets she gets the great big quarters and she hates it and she's just you know being worn down to a nub but she's not willing to quit she's not somebody who gives up uh, and I really enjoyed how much glee her mother was getting, you know, the captain, by running her through her paces. I, I got I got a big kick out of that. Well, and the poker game and, you know, all the little callbacks to what the command crew of the um, right. Enterprise yeah. did, right? Yeah. In, in the next generation, they they very much, much poke a lot of fun Lots at of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like the... <laughs> The, okay, well, you finished the audit of uh, operations. Now you've got to complete the audit of the audits. <laughs> uh, you know, attending the the command crew recital. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, 
that, you know, had to listen to her mother sing, and and now and now here comes some horrible <laughs> one man show, one man <laughs> show, many voices, and oh, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I was cracking up. It was just cracking up. Well, meanwhile, uh, Incentendi, you know, the or- or- Orion woman, uh, she is, has been invited to watch an ascension. There, a member of the crew has been, you know, focused on his his oneness and spirituality for so long that he is about to emerge into an energy being into the oneness of the universe and you know she is so fascinated by what's going on there that she screws up the ceremony and obviously when you when you when you mess up his sand portrait of his soul there's no way he can possibly ascend at this point she she spends the remainder of the episode trying to help him regain his center his calmness, and he, you know, for someone who is supposed to be calm, he is chewing her out at every at every corner, and that was killing me too. I I, I got to tell you, Paul, you said that this was not the uh, tour de force of the prior episode. Uh, I enjoyed it just as much. I got, really? I mean, I, I enjoyed huge, it. Don't get me wrong, but huge I huge kick out of this episode. Yeah, it was, it was definitely fun. I do enjoy. You know, I did enjoy the um, you know, the instant tendy tendy tendy. Tendi. Uh, Tendi. You know, really trying to endear herself. And, and, and the fact that her, her toxic trait is that she needs everyone to like her. Right. Yeah. And so it's not that she ruined this guy's ascension that bugs her. Yeah, she it's confesses about, later, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, um, you know, it's really about the fact that he doesn't like her as a result of it. Yeah. Well, and he, he winds up confessing as the, sh- as, as, the, as the horrible thing happens, the, you know special special spray from the other ship you know strikes the ceratos and so all this organic matter is uh growing up all over the ship and the the ship is is you know close to ruin and endangering everyone's lives he confesses well i guess if if i'm about to die now i'll tell you i wasn't about to ascend i wasn't you know i was nowhere near you know ascension but i because i was i was the ascension guy i had to blame it on you you know, I it was you were there to, to blame it on, so that's what I what, who I blamed it on, and uh, then he ascends. And Paul, I laughed so hard during his ascension scene when you know he starts turning into the into the shiny you know alien space energy, and he starts rising up, and he starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're laughing now, just remembering. <laughs> It was his, it was hysterical. He he is you know he he's screaming because you know I am everything I I I I I can see everything I am everything and you know the 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 patterns are all emerging around him and then he can see this hole in the skies. There's, there's the universe is is on the back of a laughing koala. Why is he smiling? What does he know? It was great. It was great. It was I. I laughed so hard during that. That was probably my favorite moment in the show. Yeah, I I, I did enjoy it. I thought um, there was a little bit of a step back with Boimler in this episode. He had a, he had a few moments. Uh-huh. You know, he was definitely distraught that Mariner was promoted, mm-hmm. considering what she did. And right. so they set up this storyline where he's like, "Well, if they want half ass, I'm going to give them half ass," and it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. Um, well, and Boimler gets almost no screen time this time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Very I mean, little. Where, whereas he was really sort of, you know, in focus w- alongside Mariner in the prior episodes. But it was nice to see Tindy get some more screen time. But almost, almost no time for Rutherford. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, that's kind of the next generation. And this show, um, I, I find, you know, we, we, we have certainly had many conversations about the Orville. I, I will say, I mean, we're only four episodes in. But if I were to compare this to the first four episodes of The Orville, mm-hmm. I would say I actually enjoyed this more. Oh, same. Same. Um, as a parody of Star Trek while also still... Still within the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Adhering to the to, to the, the feel and universe of Star Trek. You know, there are definitely aspects of this episode and the prior episode that have a next generation feel to them. Oh, yeah. No, very much so. Yeah, and so I, I appreciate that about the show is, you know, yes, they do have extreme moments like the zombies and all that, but they, it's it's almost like they la- they launched into that in the first episode and they've pulled back on it and they still have some outrageous moments like the ascension and things like that, but um, it it does kind of it still works it still works and it feels good, you know that you're not going to leave the show um, upset or you know. Honestly, you're not going to think too hard, but it's just fun. It is just fun Star Trek with a you know a lot of well written humor. It really is, but you know there's something I'm I'm noticing about the show, um, hmm. and it's pre- it's presented in HD and even 4K, I believe. If you're a 4K guy, there is something about the animation that just doesn't seem crisp enough to me. Like the blacks don't seem black enough. Have you has that registered to um, you at all? You know the animation style for me doesn't lend itself to spe- spectacle right so i guess i don't i don't really go beyond that i just uh, you know i'm not expecting don't get me wrong i'm not expecting some great big cg thing mm-hmm. but some of the colors just aren't vibrant enough you know and i and i keep going is, there, is that something with me and so i'll watch it on a def- another tv i'm like no that's it that's it, it just yeah. seems like it needs to be crisper but maybe that's intentional maybe it's a muted color palette to f- fit in line with the time frame in which it's presented. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, because um, I, I do have a 4K TV, but I don't think this is broadcast in 4K. I is could be not? wrong. Because um, my TV gives me a little notification when okay. it just switches over to 4K, and I don't recall it doing that for this show. I could be wrong. Maybe well, that's an additional charge that, God damn it, I will not pay for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was noticing it when I was manipulating some images for our show art. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? That, that, what's going on with the, with the color there? And then I'm, I'm looking at the the image on my TV screen, and then I bring it up on my iPad, and I'm like, no, it's that's the way it is. Hmm. It's just it, it does. It seems like the color should be deeper. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm and it's just an interesting choice they've made because you know some of the things that you would expect to be black you know, like a true black are very charcoal-y. Um, mm. And so I, that's just something I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with. And I'm sure, don't get me wrong, it's not diminishing my enjoyment of the show, but it, it's something in terms of production that I've really noticed that the, the, it, it, the colors with the exception of space and, you know, the, the starships in space, uh, those are all very vibrant, but the colors interior to the ship are not. So Aaron, I have a question for you. Um, have they said anything about a season two? For they have. Time? Season two is, uh, they are working on season two right now. And okay, three. I think season two and three are already locked, meaning that they're uh, approved and yeah. they're going forward. Well, you know, because there's a long tail end for creation of the Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Um, and the reason I ask is, 
this is something that they can do. Whereas uh-huh. they're still not shooting Section 31 or Strange New Worlds or Picard Season 2. They can continue working on this and, and you know, ha- kind of keep the train rolling while those other shows, you know, go into yeah. production. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, and, and, I, and I think that's the plan. I mean, I know that they've got scripts for Season 2, maybe even Season 3 already. Um, I saw the in the interview that they did on... Lo- on uh, the ready room with Will Wheaton. Um, they talked about, you know, things that they're thinking about for those seasons. So I know they're not finished with writing, writing them because they're still thinking about uh, stories and whatnot for season two, but I know they're working on it. Well, I think what helps is it's episodic, right? You don't necessarily right. have to plot out the course of all 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they, they won't do, they, they won't get into an arc or anything. Cause I think it's much, I think this format is much better in an episodic sort of manner. Agreed. But I'm getting a kick out of it. I, you know, I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. The moist vessel. No. <laughs> it's so gross. Or Stephen King's The, the Moist, moist Vessel. vessel. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to know what you think. Give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you'll win a coveted, valuable ideology of madness surprise. You can also hit us up on our social media channels, IOMGeek on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What a deal. Well, we'll do it again next week, Paul, where we'll be in week five. Dun, dun, dun. Stephen King's generic podcast with Erna Polly. Week five. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Star Trek with Erin and Polly is a production of IOMGeek.com. Have a question or comment? Hailing frequencies are open at 972-763-5903. Tribble wrangling provided by Triskelion Trays. No troublesome tribbles. Mr. Aponte's wardrobe provided courtesy of Garrick's Clothiers, conveniently located on the promenade. 